What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols. I'm pretty sure you've realized this isn't Mike. I am Liz. With me is Josh and Steve. We've got lots of great news today. We're going to talk about the kits. We're going to talk about a preseason win. We're going to throw in some Steel Army news for you. Um, but first of all, how you, how you guys feeling with a new woman leader? Are you Army. talking about the Steel Army or are you talking about this podcast? Oh, no, this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, smarty pants. <laughs> Good. As long as I don't have to do it, I don't care. That's fair. It's great, Liz. I love it. It's I. I am so excited Mm -hmm. to see where this goes as we start to uh, like change things up and have people involved differently. It's really exciting, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get used to it. I don't. I want to do hosting, but not all the time. So, <laughs> darn it! I thought I thought I was gonna always just have to talk to you, and that would be great. I mean, to be fair, you host a show on this network every week or every other week already. You do full ninety during it's, the season. It's true. Um, I have drank a lot more. It's a lot mm-hmm. easier if you drink more. Maybe that's the, maybe that's what I'll do. Just more drinking. We started off with that. Short term and lots of drinking. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, how's uh, the week starting out? Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, things on with, with master's program at work are going really well uh, now. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've had a few things that I've had to react to and respond to and some fires to put out, but none of them have been stressful. Um, there you go. And so that's a really good feeling. Like, I just feel like I'm in a really good groove. Um, and you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, you all, I think, know about this, but... Uh, Viewers and listeners probably don't know, but that Rory had surgery to remove some fabric mm-hmm. about a month ago. He is 100% back to normal. Um, I think he just heard me say his name and he's like deciding if he wants to try to jump in my lap or not. Because um, So that's great because we're getting outside again and uh, going for hikes and whatnot. So, Yeah, we're having uh, some great weather right now for that. It's Josh, I know today. everything that you've you've done recently. Would you like to tell the viewers how your week's been? Busy. I mean, with the Stu Army uh, going in full swing right now, we just had elections, all that kind of stuff. But we'll talk about it a little bit. But yeah, so been very busy with that. Um, as Mike pointed out, you can drink during this show as well. Don't worry, and I am. We are. Um, I'm realizing that uh, one, this is a comically big bottle to just hand me before the podcast starts. And two, it's Honey Hazelnut Crisp. And it's a stout, and it is syrup. Like, it literally, syrup. it tastes like syrup. And, uh, it's rough. Yeah, this is a big bottle to have that. So we'll see how this goes. On the other end of the spectrum. I've got herbal tea. <laughs> I'm drinking a Radler, so half lemonade. Mm. We're living very different lives yeah. over here. Um, I think that's probably enough, you know, of the, the back and forth. Let's get into the kit reveals. We were all there for the kit reveals. Uh, we had it at Heinz History Center, the number one history center in America, right? They just got that award. Um, I assume it happened because of the kit reveal that pushed them over the edge, obviously. Josh, what did you think about having a kit reveal at the History Center? The whole production of the kit reveal was far and beyond anything I expected from the Hounds, if I'm being quite honest. When we got there... Um, I was already kind of in a like, a, eh, we'll see how this goes. It, maybe it won't be that busy because, you know, it seemed like they kept on saying tickets were limited. But then I saw them constantly posting that like every day. I'm like, if they're limited, shouldn't you be saying that sold out at this point? So I was a little bit worried that it was going to be kind of uh, a small crowd. 
just to find out that basically they packed that whole place. The mm -hmm. ground floor was full. Um, it was really cool to see just that many people there for a kit reveal. Nowhere near the stadium, nowhere near mm -hmm. the time of a game. It was just all there for this one thing. And overall, it, again, like the production value, like them having the giant kits uh, on the stairs, having that cool video, uh, having, uh, I always get Bob's last name wrong, Papa Nell. How do you say his last name? <laughs> I am the last person to ah, ask. Come on. I like I keep telling sure. people about it and I'm like, Bob, pumpy, pump, pump. And they're like, yeah, no, that. Bob, Bobby, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're never uh, going <laughs> to let me host you two again. We're all in trouble. But yeah, having him there. Uh, I'm not from Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. I don't know this. I don't have basic television. Um, but yeah, his uh, being live for the actual reveal part was really cool. Didn't realize that was going to go that way. Um, yeah, the whole thing was awesome. I thought it was fantastic. Steve, I know I did a lot of wandering around and uh, talking to people that I haven't seen for a little bit. Did you wander around as well? Did you get a, get back yeah. in the groove of general chats? Yeah, I mean, talking to some different uh, like fans mm -hmm. that I know um, and whatnot. Um, talking to a bunch of the players uh, as well, which was uh, really good to just like catch up with some of the guys, hear about... Uh, their off season, what's been going on, um, uh, changes in their lives, like good changes, big changes. Um, uh, so um, one of the guys telling me that bought a house this year, um, one of the guys talking about an injury that he had to overcome in the off season. Um, so those types of things, right, that, that real stuff is a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, and then um, I have talked about this on the podcast a number of times, but uh, my first ever Hounds game being the Open Cup game against DC. Um, and uh, Rob Vincent put the goal through for the Hounds in that game. Um, and then he went to DC, right? So it's kind of been a cool uh, transition for me uh, to go from there, here we go, DC to Hounds. <laughs> um, uh, and, and for Rob to be in that, and then to actually be like, hey, like I've actually followed your professional career for quite a few years now because I came to a game because of DC, you went there, like get to know him a little bit and talk to him. Cause I haven't really gotten to know him uh, before because he was gone before I started working with the pod. Um, and so um, that was, that was cool. Like get to know him a little bit more, uh, catch up with Visser a little bit and yeah, you know, like it's just, it's good to be back in that environment. Yeah, I agree. You bring on a good point though with the, I didn't expect, so many of the players to be there because they only had like the what four that were in the kit mm -hmm. everybody else was just in like trainers and you know romping around talking to people and and picking on each other i want to say i think that the we have, probably have a good atmosphere in the locker room again which mm -hmm. i always think is important but just yeah. listening to them banter mm -hmm. um going up and i approached him i was like hey can i see your kid and he's like oh yeah i'm not wearing it. i'm just in my trainers i'm like oh okay but like the whole <laughs> the whole team was there and no one yeah seemed dour or you know like put out or like oh this is a waste of my time like they just seemed to be having a good time which yeah i thought was really nice yeah yeah no i i thought everybody had a kid on because like, yeah. i speculated because they all came in in their charlie apparel but everybody had it like zipped up right <laughs> so i thought it was like oh at some point like they're gonna have like the reveal and then everybody's gonna unzip I, they didn't, obviously, but that was kind of cool that they were all dressed in the new uh, training stuff and whatnot, and we got to see it 
actually up close. Yeah. And then we got the four on the stage. So we got two keepers kit, our main bridge kit, and then the secondary black and gray. Steve, have you bought any? Have you purchased? I, I, I have not purchased. Are um, you gonna? I, I have to decide. So <laughs> Rory cost a lot of money last month. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I am yeah. watching my spending. Fair enough. What do you and, think of the kits though overall? Um, it's grown. The, the home kit has grown on me since I first saw it. Um, I, I'm still not a huge fan of it. Um, I like the idea of a bridge. I don't like the execution of that bridge or, or that, that design of, of the style, right? Um, not that bridge in particular, but just like, it looks like a photo that, that then made a little more cartoony. Um, as opposed to, I think I would have liked more of an illustration. And I'll be frank, I really can't pick out that that's supposed to be City Skyline on the shirt, but they made a big deal about that. But I looked at it and I was like, and I still don't see it. Um, it just, so I think like there's, there's those aspects of it, but it's not as bad. Like at first I was like, oh, I don't like this. Now I'm like, yeah. it's fine. Um, Seeing uh, in person change your mind? Uh, sitting with it. Uh, okay. in my mind for for a week Stockholm. Almost a week. okay got yeah it. <laughs> uh, uh, I I'll say this seeing the guys actually really like it and be like yeah isn't okay. it cool like I was like oh, okay like if they like it great like they're not ashamed to put it on that's good um I like the the away one a little bit more I don't think there's uh anything spectacular spectacular about it but i think it's a good solid kit um uh it's got kind of that diamond plate uh texture to it i wish that was easier to see from afar um because i couldn't really see that until uh i walked up and i think it was yours josh and mm -hmm. I was like, oh now i can see what he was talking about but from behind the crowd i couldn't really see that when they announced it um yeah i think that's uh, a, a fine line that the hounds have never quite been able to get either it's really bold or it's so mm -hmm. subtle you got to be up on somebody not making right. it bad but just it's a well, it's like, kind yeah. of medium road it's like this white one from a couple of years ago it's got the yellow polka dots on it mm -hmm. that you can't really see unless it's up close last year's was really cool that that white one with the gold stripes but you couldn't see it from the stands on the players but it's a really cool looking kit up up close right um what i do like about the the away one though um i think it is spectacular how they integrated the 84 lumber into the gray field w with most jerseys it looks like the sponsor is slapped up on top and that one it looks like it's embedded in a part of the kit and i think that makes it look really clean and really slick josh i know you weren't a big fan of the pixelation on the bridge but we have purchased the secondary kit has has it grown on you overall um i I would say I don't find it as offensive to my senses. <laughs> I, I really did not like the bridge kit when I first saw it. Um, uh, as I think all the front office knows now, the, the Steel Army, of course, did a lot of sleuthing before the event. And the day of the event, they were able to like find the, <laughs> the, the links and all that kind of stuff. So I saw it before the <laughs> reveal. And when I first saw it, I just was not a fan of the bridge kit at all i thought it just looked like a bad instagram filter on a random bridge like i was not a fan seeing it in person did help a lot and i also have come to realize something about the design that i didn't appreciate was just 
how much it speaks to Pittsburghers. And like yeah. it, it seems to be getting huge praise from people in the city, especially people who are not interested in soccer or not like huge into the Riverhounds at all. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a a kit that people are like <laughs> looking at and be like, oh, that's really cool. And now we got a lot of people talking about it who aren't actually usually Riverhounds fans. So I like I see the appeal of that. I, I do think as a fan of soccer and like just kits in general, uh, soccer kits, it's so far out of what like a soccer kit usually looks like that to me, that was also a big negative, but it's not actually that bad for everyone else mm-hmm. <laughs> for, you know, people who aren't like ingrained in that. Like I, I still wish it was a third kit. I, I wish it wasn't our main home kit, but I'm, I'm seeing the light and seeing how it's playing well in the city. Yeah. I mean, if we were only going to get, two kits at this reveal. I think that it was smart of them. And of course, I'm sure that Jeff thought of this more than any of us would have ever considered it, that this will play well with the city, that this will be something that Mm -hmm. people will use as an example and say, oh, I wish the Pirates did something with the Clemente Bridge on it. I wish that the, you know, Steelers would do something with the city line like it that really makes me feel involved or they'll wear it to a different sports and everyone will be like oh you're from pittsburgh um so i think that that was its redeeming quality for me was seeing the number of people who aren't in my traditional circles just gush about it yeah and like going back to charlie as as a whole the customization they were able to do with both the kits mm-hmm. um for the fine details the the 412 on the back collar um having the 25th anniversary shield in print on the bottom left if you're looking at the kit mm-hmm. uh and like just those little small things like that it it really is a nice design uh when it comes to just the execution of all that and I, I will say that I think actually the second kit, the, the fact that you can't tell that it's like that diamond steel design from afar is good to me. Like, I, I kind of like the fact that like from one, you know, from a distance, it plays one way that when you get up close to it, you're seeing these other things. Cause like, you're also not going to see that 25th anniversary uh, outline. outline and you're not going to probably notice the fact that the away kit has PGH on the collar on the back. Yeah. Um, stuff like that is very subtle, but you appreciate when you get up on the kit and actually see it in person. And mm-hmm. also with just the, the fact that they were able to do these things because they went with a, you know, a lesser known, a smaller company like Charlie. I'm, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've seen a lot of Charlie kits be revealed over the past couple of weeks. And the integration of the sponsors is something that cannot be overstated for me. The way in which every kit that I've seen has looked cohesive, no mm-hmm. matter the team, no matter their sponsors, I think is an incredible step forward in the way that kits are presented to fans. Um, I don't know how the sponsors feel about it, but also like just having something that looks nice, no matter who's representing you. Um, I think that's really important. And Steve, mm-hmm. I think I almost cut you off. What's up? No, no. I mean, I, on the quality aspects of things, yeah. um, like I'll talk about the actual like front of the home kit and what I 
don't like about it, how it's grown on me like Josh was. <laughs> but but those details and the thing that stuck out to me immediately uh, was the uh, trim on the collar and the sleeves, uh, which I don't think we've seen a kit like that with as nice of trim uh, that when we had Adidas in the past, right? Um, uh, and then I think the thing that's really cool uh, that the team did uh, with Charlie is they have a women's cut for that on sale as well, right? So it's not just a one size guy's shirt. Right, but even it's the one size guy's shirt, so if you share with a partner or you prefer guy's cut, there is a uh, a little cutout, like a V at the bottom. So hmm. it doesn't just box off your hips. Hmm. It actually sits around them. So even the men's cut looks nice on a woman, which cool. is, is a big deal. Yeah, I just I was glad when I opened it up. I was like, hey, look, they're actually selling a different cut as well, right? Yeah. Like that inclusivity yeah. for a shirt that is designed for a men's team, um, right? And so what that tells me is if Mike is right and we ever get a women's team, Charlie can do women's kits too. <laughs> it's true. It's definitely true. Uh, let's see. Laura Ellen wants to know how are we feeling about the price point. So after tax, it's like $97 if you're here in the Berg. Um, I just, I feel like that's so typical for a price point. It, I was like, yes, I will pay that for this. But I like I wear my shirts. Mm -hmm. I want to support the team. Um, it didn't really cause me any qualms. Um, how, how different is that from other years? Does anyone remember? I think they were 90 when we had Adidas as well. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too. Yeah, our kits have been 90 for the last couple of years. It's it's kind of like the standard kit price point. I think it's too high, uh, but I think it's all kits across the board. This is an exclusive to Charlie. Um, I will say that also with that is there is no authentic versus replica jersey. There's only the authentic jersey. Uh, basically what we're getting is the exact same kit that the team's wearing. Um, so got to keep that in mind. You're, you're not paying for like a a knockoff version of it or a lesser version of it, I should say, uh, like you can with other companies, but I don't think the hounds have ever actually had that option. Anyway, you've always had to buy the authentic kit. You couldn't get a lesser version. So yeah, it's for the fact that it is, I would say as good as quality, if not better quality than Adidas kits. Um, and you get all those compensations. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think that, um, you also have to remember Charlie's pushing different things. So they're pushing designs. Um, I think that they did help, you know, with the production of that, of, you know, the final design, but also even how our badge is attached. It's some kind of new fusion technology, mm -hmm. something or other, where the first time that they've used that technology to attach a badge to a kit. So they're trying to push forward on the different technologies yeah. that they're using as well. Yeah, isn't it like a silicone type? So the badge is silicone, yeah. but like, it's not just a heat, it's like mm -hmm. not just a traditional heat press, some yeah. kind of fusion, something or other. So I think that's interesting that they are, they're interested in the technology of kits and not just, you know, we produce mm -hmm. cool kits. Speaking of the technology, they, they have this thing that I think could be interesting or gimmicky. I don't know. It might be gimmicky. Uh, there's a QR code that's on all the kits. Oh, uh, right. And this QR code, they're making it so that can be changed, like where it, lands can be changed throughout the whole season and they're mm -hmm. going to change where it goes uh they're talking about doing things like maybe special interviews with the players that you can only see if you scan the qr code like ideas like that like if they play with it the right way and like kind of just have fun mm -hmm. with that and uh 
obviously I don't want stuff to be behind like a paywall for everyone, but like, I don't want anything serious there, but there could be some really cool ideas or like what they do a promo where it's like, Hey, 20% off in the store. If you scan the kit and you get a cute, you know, you get a special coupon or something like that. Like there's ways that they could play with this and actually mm -hmm. do some cool benefits for having the kit. Yeah. Any uh, final kit thoughts before we move on to a very chilly preseason game? Go Two ahead. things. Two things. Uh, confirmation that there will be a third kit. Exactly. Yes, that's true. And a very clear indication that there may be a special kit. Yes. Yeah, they, they made no like secret of the fact that, uh, in fact, Jeff said on stage uh, that there's very big possibility that they can do special kits pretty fast and that they're they're probably going to. What I yeah. like for that is if they did a kit for like Pride or Cancer Awareness Month, like just for the team to wear, and they did those those auctions that they did like once upon a time. Mm, yeah. Like they're, I feel like they're more possible and mm -hmm. probably you know, easier to actually make a little bit of money from or like have a good event from. So I think those, even those one-offs I'd be into. I mean, this does mean we're probably going to get a camo kit because I feel like that's a usually <laughs> <laughs> one of those type of things that just happens with any, especially like oh, we did a camo version of the kit. It's like, oh, all right, you're selling them. I get it. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I do think it's really cool. I will like, you know, put this out in the ether. My plea is to bring back the hoops for the third kit. I want to see the hoops so badly because I do think it sucks that we got rid of them, uh, especially for the home kit. Like I, this is another reason why I wanted the bridge kit to be the third kit. Cause I, I want our identity to be those hoops, the black and yellow hoop. I might be the only one. I don't no, know. I, I agree. Okay. I, All right. Yeah. I, I just, I, I like that, that through through line of uh, uh, identity for the team and uh, not having it this year kind of sucks. Yeah, no, I, I had gone on earlier this evening to check and see if they had updated uh, the team roster page and saw, because they so only up, up on the team roster page is the players that uh, were here last year mm -hmm. wearing that kit. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, those hoops were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, the touch of details of yeah. a hoops kit that Charlie could bring and like some right. you know, customization and that kind of stuff. I'm really excited to see if that would you know what that would look like so maybe someday yeah we got a we got a third yes to the hoops from casey listen if you're not going to listen to casey then you're doing it wrong <laughs> so bring back the hoops Thank you. all right so steve you skipped out on the preseason game you uh were maybe yeah. smarter of us <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> i don't i just i didn't want to go sit in the cold <laughs> I think that's uh, really fair. Um, Josh, it was very cold. You you sat and were less bouncy than me. How was how was the view from the grandstands? Okay, so we only get a chance to sit in the grandstands during preseason. We you know we can't not be in the sports section during the season. So this is my one chance to kind of like see the game from up high in person uh, in the midfield. Uh, so yeah, I took advantage. Everyone else in the steel army was standing up against, uh, the glass pretty much to be as close to Bob and hearing his, you know, <laughs> his rants yeah. as, as you could. But, uh, I talked to Bob a lot before the preseason game started and I, you know, he doesn't exactly, uh, have a, a quiet voice. So you can hear him from the grandstand. It's fine. So <laughs> I, yeah, I took advantage, sat up there. I will say sitting that whole time, 
it does get a lot colder than standing. (laughs) (laughs) So there, there is that, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, We got a win out of it. Do you think that we should just have expected the win at this point? Um, I know that we're like, we're not done signing. Um, You know, Bob confirmed there's at least three players that we should hear about, you know, in the next, you know, hopefully two weeks, obviously. Um, But do we just expect that against Pitt right now? No, I'll let Steve answer this one first. I mean, yes and no. Okay. Um, uh, Yeah, we should be, we should be able to score against a college team, regardless of who we've got on the field towards the end of the preseason. Right. And we should not be giving up goals. Um, But I mean, I think similar to what, uh, Mike, Josh, and Kev talked about last week that it's the preseason. Who cares? Um, it, it, try it out, see what happens, right? Like, it, what to me is more important is the defense is starting to click, the offense is hopefully starting to click, right? Like, those things happening, something's happening in the midfield in between. Um, and so, are we starting to see those things? that should result in a win against a team like Pitt. It should have resulted in a win against a team like WVU. It didn't. So what? But it's that that growth and that synergy of what's happening on the field that I think is going to generally result in a win. Josh, did you see that synergy? Did you see the clicking from your bird's eye view? <laughs> um, I, I do think the team, I mean, as far as I can tell, because I wasn't at the previous preseason game where we lost against the college team, but uh, it did seem like, things were coming together a lot more and there were some pieces in there that weren't there in previous preseason games. Sterling, for example, uh, this was his first time getting any minutes. Uh, he just came in this week. Uh, I think he had like three practices under his belt with the team. Uh, and then he got, uh, some minutes in the preseason game. And while it doesn't, you know, reflect it on, uh, the statistics or the site, uh, he was an integral part of that first goal. Uh, and I do think probably the reason why that first goal even came close to happening is because of him. So it is a, a piece that we've been missing. I think all preseason is, uh, someone up there with Kizza, um, able to make opportunities and make it happen and having him there just as that glimpse. Cause he wasn't in very long, uh, was enough for me to feel like this is definitely going to be our second up there. Uh, and he's not announced as a signing but after hearing all the rigmarole they've gone through to get him to preseason camp there's no way they're not signing him like <laughs> like they had to worry about visas and like then finally came in and like you wouldn't just have him play like two preseason games and that's it so yeah, yeah he's he's getting signed and i think he is going to be a, a big piece mm-hmm. of our offense going forward mm-hmm. so uh i mean talking to a couple other people that were there um Sounds like Danny Griffin was playing very, very defensively yeah. throughout the first half. I, I, so as far as formation goes, I don't think we should read too much into any of this because, again, preseason, playing with things, trying to figure out you know new ideas. And it could also be like giving players minutes who would normally be in his spot. So that way they can kind of like see who can be the second or who can be like another option. So I, I don't think we should read too much into where people are playing and how it looks. I just don't think it's probably 
indicative of the season going forward. Yeah. I, I think the only thing and the reason to bring it up is it made me wonder, is that a covering on defense because too many players were injured or or Bob wanted to see how that paired in an emergency situation? Uh, it's just a weird thing to hear about. And I mean, I don't know. Bob requires everybody to have a second position and he will determine whether or not you play that second position 70% of the time. And so this was just him deciding if this was Griffin's second position. Everyone kept saying, well, they didn't do it last year. Listen, he gave him a pass last year. That's fine. I think that he's going back to like being Bob. Um, I thought defensive midfielder was his second position. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's that. So yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, Bob's gonna Bob, and where he yep. wants you to have flexibility, he's going to force you to learn how to be flexible. Um, something else about you said you could hear him, hear Bob from the stands just fine, but I think I don't think I ever really appreciate the quiet talks that he does when he's walking back in front of the guys and the way in which he's explaining different things. So he's talking about. You know, we didn't connect enough passes in this way. We are not, you know, going diagonal enough. I want to see, like, this is what I want to see when I put you out there as a sub, you know, to, like, fit in. This is what my vision is. Like, his explanations are so in-depth that you don't hear, because all you hear is, like, you know, forward or Romeo (laughs) or whatever it is. Um, It's nice to hear those things, because I do think that, on the show, we question a lot, you know, does he just yell at the guys too much? You know, is it good for everybody's mental health? Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing that other part, that, that was nice. That's why I like being up on, on the glass, because that's part of what I'm I'm there for. Well, and, and that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about the times where I've had the opportunity to go and observe training during the season yeah, uh, and do some of the interviews at that stage and just like watching the scrimmage and hear him to talk to things or like walking over to a player who's injured uh, and uh, talking through like what he's seeing and explaining things. And like, so this is what we need to be seeing. Right. And sometimes you wonder like, does he just need to talk about that? I think, part of it's that but also it is coaching right it's it's here's what i expect and he just takes the opportunity to like you're here i'm going to coach you right now he will take every opportunity to coach that's yeah that is for sure all right so um while he's coaching in louisville for our last preseason game do we have any expectations you guys just want to see what happens i don't even know how much information we'll get out of this preseason game for us to to have any kind of analysis. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to it. So it's, 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 I will see how the Louisville uh, fans, uh, is it open? Like our, I don't know what they do in Louisville. Like, is it open to the public where they're allowed no to actually play? Yeah, I have no idea. So we'll find out, but I don't know. I don't expect too much and I don't want people to freak out if it is a loss. Uh, just because of the fact, like yeah. I said, like, I feel like our offense is just now getting to the point where we have all the pieces in in you know the actual locker room like it's actually there um so giving it a little bit more time to gel is going to be expected obviously the season starts pretty soon so they don't have that much time but i'm still not going to freak out if uh, they don't have it quite there for the last preseason game yeah no i i think i pretty much agree i what i want to see 
is the defense starting to gel, right? If we're giving up three, four goals against Louisville, then I'm a little concerned going into the season. If we give up a goal, all well, right? Like it's, they're, they're a little more cohesive up top. uh, Whereas we're rebuilding our defense. Um, But I don't want to get a report that they just rolled over us. What if we each put in five, Josh, how do you feel about that? Neat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that says more about Louisville than it does about the house. (laughs) Uh, Crazy fun times. (laughs) Ah, Sure. Why not? Behind closed doors. (laughs) That's a different podcast. Uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right. We'll, we'll move on very quickly. All right. So we did before the preseason game, Josh, we had the steel army annual general meeting. There was uh, some shakeups on your board. Uh, you're no longer president. No Hooray! longer president. Are you already sad? Huzzah. Oh, I'm ter- terribly sad. Terribly sad. Uh, no. I, <laughs> so uh, last year we made a change to the, the bylaws to include a new position called uh, director of merchandising. Uh, and I moved into that position uh, pretty much made that position. Cause I thought we needed a person who was just dedicated to, uh, in this modern time, we mail out a lot of merch. It's not like it used to be where everyone just picks it up at tailgate. Like when it comes to memberships, over half usually are shipped, uh, not picked up at tailgates. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot to do, a lot to manage. And then also just in general, figuring out what to sell, how much to order, managing all that is, you know, for a free or free for a unpaid position it is a lot to ask of someone uh, <laughs> to do that. And then also handle stuff with the front office and all that. So kind of decided to split those things up into two different positions. So the president is more involved with working with the front office communications, kind of like when someone calls for an interview for the, the steel army, uh, the president's usually the person has to go do that. Um, and then the director of merchandise is just going to be more focused on the back end of things with memberships, shipping those out, the ordering scarves and shirts and all that kind of stuff. Um, so speaking of the memberships, another reason why the change is really helpful this year is because we made a change the way we do memberships as far as the way discounts are rolled out. Uh, making it a little bit more official and uh, works easier now is you have a membership number that's printed on the card. So that way, when, you know, the front office needs to know if you're a legitimate member, it's not kind of like half done with like, yeah, here's my card or like, you know, yes, I am. And like they have to like call us and ask us, is this a real member or not? Um, Verifying, you know, people's identities and all that kind of stuff. Instead, they we gave them a master list of all the membership numbers we have. And now as long as that number is on that list that you give them, they are they know that you're an actual member. So that's how you get your discount. Um, the problem, though, is that means they don't have a list of like people's names or anything like that. So there's no way for them to know if the people that are currently getting the Steel Army discount, if they haven't verified that number, if they're actually still a member. Because uh, they can't look at a list of people's names that bought a membership this year. So they're asking everyone to call in or email in would be better um, and actually verify your discount if you have a season ticket. Because you get a Steel Army discount if you have a season ticket. In the supporter section. In the supporter section. So 
make sure you do that. So that way you get your discount. And if they already think you're a member or you told them you're a member and you bought that season ticket and they only charge you the Steel Army price, uh, they could be charging you the difference if they don't hear it from you. So it is important by Friday to get that information to them. Give them your Steel Army membership number so they know that you're an actual member and you get the discount. Right. So if you purchase you put the fear God in me. Yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I get that's charged. why that's why I, I like <laughs> bought mine online because I was like, oh I guess I gotta get that number now. <laughs> yeah. Josh did send out a uh email to everyone so you should have your number in your email box. Not to take this over for the Steel Army, but we feel like this is important. Yeah. Um so you should have it there. If you don't have it uh, you can email the Steel Army, but once you have your season ticket number, or once you have your Steel Army number, email the ticketing office um, and let them know because they will invoice you and then charge the card on file. So it will happen with a very quick turnaround um, that you will get charged that higher price. So, but. But this is also, uh, if you have a Steel Army membership and you have a uh season ticket you get a discount you should call them and let them know <laughs> because i got a feeling there's plenty of people who didn't even realize that there was a steel army discount so yeah make sure that you uh let them know that you're a member uh and get your discount i guess uh, i should take my duties more seriously get us back on track uh <laughs> final topic for the evening in two weeks we go to new mexico to play the first game of the season are you guys mentally prepared? Steve, are you ready for the season to start? Not at all. Oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad you're not the coach. <laughs> I'm like, wait, two weeks? Two right? Like, weeks. like March 9th. Yeah. No, I had somebody somebody ask me if I could uh, uh, help out, my neighbor help out with her dogs uh, on that day. And I was like, wait, that's a soccer game day. Wait, wait. That's only two weeks away. Wait, is that a home <laughs> game? Is that the, like... Oh, no, no, that's an away game. Okay, yeah, I can walk over and, and, and help out with the dots at some point. Yeah, but it's just like I'm not in that mindset yet of the season is here, but it is. Josh, are you ready for the season to get started? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I feel, I've, I don't know, like it is, it, it's always weird with the Hounds because we usually start away games. Uh, Like that's how our season starts with a bunch of away games. So it is going to be a weird situation where, or it always is where, Yes, the season starts, but like we're not doing tailgate, we're not doing this mm -hmm. stuff. So it, it feels like it's still preseason, even though it's the first real game. But this year, uh, we are doing a watch party as well. So I'm excited to get those back going, going to Bulldog, hanging out, doing the whole thing. So I'm excited. Um, so as you said, usually, I would say the last two or three seasons, we've had three or four away games. Um, we've enjoyed some nice weather in other places. We haven't dealt with um, whatever Pittsburgh is doing. Not this year. It's a way home, a way home. Do we have any concerns with having home games in, I mean, it's mid-March, mid-March, beginning of April. Um, Josh, do you have any concerns with us going back and forth or you just think we should be in that form? I'm not worried. I feel like... I don't know. It, it does it suck being, you know, standing in the frigid weather. Yes, but I don't really think it's going to be that frigid. And if it does snow, like, I don't know. I, we haven't had a good snow game or anything like that in a long time. 
someone on the Steel Army Discord uh, posted a memory, and it was like 2015, and it was uh, the team asking for help clearing the field uh, <laughs> because of all the snow that it happened. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, those those things used to be a thing that we had to deal with. So, yeah, I'm not worried. I think it would be fun. Steve, if it snows, are you coming out to the home opener? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 No, that's like, I'll bundle up, right? I'll, I'll have foot warmers and whatnot, right? But nice. for a preseason game. So I, I think what's interesting is uh, I have had that sense too, Liz, that it's been many games away. Um, but last year, we only... A week later for the home opener, the year before that was the same basic weekend, like a few days later, but that third weekend uh, was the home opener, right? So you go back and look and it's actually, we've had a game in the third or fourth week of March for the past few seasons um, at home, which, yeah, that surprises me. Yeah. It doesn't uh, feel like it though. This is our first game happening on the same day as the city's St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, so <laughs> raise your hand if you plan on kegs and eggs, noon tailgate, home opener. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be there. And don't, <laughs> and don't forget, we also have uh, All Hounds Eve the night before. Yeah. Which is uh, going to be a party at the pitch, the new soccer pub um, from everyone's favorite, Brian from uh, Pipers. He started his own pub. Uh, called the pitch in Lawrenceville. And yeah, we're going to have a fun little pregame party there the night before the home opener. So Steve, is your liver ready? <laughs> I, I, I won't be getting that. Uh, no, that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do all of the activities yes. and just not be drinking green beer, which I'm not sure that I would suggest to anyone. Yeah, no, I, I will not be getting up early and going down to the city to then sit there for forever in the cold. Uh, I will probably come in a little later for the tailgate. Um, uh, you know, uh, Rory can be a demanding little bugger. So um, <laughs> well, I've got to take so. him for, for a nice long walk before I leave for the game. Right. Josh, does it change your mind about noon tailgate if it is like this 60, 65 degrees that we've been getting or like the three feet of snow that I think Mother Nature might throw at us <laughs> out of spite? Um, honestly, no. Uh, no. I don't think either one sounds particularly like I tried. Uh, old man Josh tried to convince the Steel <laughs> Army, hey, maybe a noon tailgate is a bad idea when we have All Hounds Eve and the parade the next day. Like maybe we instead we do like, like a two or three or four o'clock regular tailgate. And everyone unanimously was like, what's wrong with you? No, we, we have to do a noon tailgate. I'm like, all right. Yeah, Josh, Josh didn't step down. He was impeached for that suggestion. <laughs> saying, right? Hey, Josh, at least out. That's, what, that's what you gave up. You gave up veto power. Yeah, right? I was like, okay, fine. I guess we can do a noon tailgate. Uh, but yeah, it, it'll be fun. Uh, it's going to be taking it slow. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, just keep in mind that. How are you feeling about all of this, Liz? Like, are you good? Are I you mean, ready? Having a couple of events with the entirety of not the entirety, but a lot of the fans, people who I don't see on a regular basis, I'm so ready. I'm so in for this chaos. Like, the conversations, <laughs> the jokes, 
you know, the things that we're talking about different TIFOs going on. There's, mm -hmm. I mean, there's already things that are happening that are shaping this season, just like it happens every year. But it's also, I hate winter. I hate it. So getting back out in the sun, you know, planning mm -hmm. my garden at the same time. This is like, this is peak coming out of my shell uh, life for me. So I'm very excited for for all of this. Also, I'm not as old as Josh is on the inside. <laughs> I'm younger, Shane. so everyone knows. I'm yeah. actually younger. He is actually younger, <laughs> but not on the inside. Um, but yeah, I think I'm ready for it all. I like that, you know, we have the watch party at Bulldog Pub. I mean, those are always, for the, for the opener against New Mexico, it's just getting, you know, 30 people way too close together and... <laughs> And shouting at a TV screen and watching locals be, they're not as confused at Bulldog. They're like, no. they're kind of into it and converting people. It's amazing. I'm so ready. Yeah. Well, that's all I had for the agenda. Maybe a little bit of a shorter uh, show, but you know, it's, it's stuff that we talked about. Do we have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Josh? Um, I, I kind of glossed over some of the other details of the preseason game because I totally just wasn't thinking, but like Mertz was taking corners and some of those corners looked really good. I'm I'm just saying that's that's nice to see. Uh and I did think uh that the team overall I I'm excited. I was a little bit apprehensive before going into uh this game, especially since uh everyone was talking about how terrible the preseason game was before this week's uh and how bob was like ripping the team for like a good hour afterwards uh and yeah it was just it's um like i'm like kind of dreading the game itself I'm like oh this is gonna be bad but yeah pleasantly surprised i'm i'm excited i like how bob admitted to he's like yeah i kept him in the locker room for a really long time <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm not sure if it's better or worse how self-aware he is of those moments <laughs> in his life <laughs> Steve, you got any parting thoughts for us before we uh, sign um, off? I So not like on field uh, specific, but sure. ran into Jeff Garner uh, Saturday night um, and just uh, such a nice guy. Right. Like, <laughs> but one of the things I, I just like chuckled about uh, is like he couldn't turn it off. And it's like, oh, yeah, just came from the from the preseason uh game meet my wife and a friend blah, blah blah he's like and just like launches into like all the things that he's excited about and all the changes right and that's exciting right somebody that in that role that run into him out and about in town and just is thrilled and loves what he's doing and what he's doing is important to the environment at the stadium man he not only joined the steel army like so that's fine he supports oh, us no and he brought that up he, he was like, sat oh, yeah, through the my entire membership. presentation. Yeah. He's, he, I feel yeah. like he might have taken notes. <laughs> yeah. No, he, and he was excited about it. Like he brought that yeah. up and said that too. Yeah. That yeah. He, he got in line to renew his membership. Uh, like, he's, he's very yeah. into it. He was thrilled to go to the AGM. All right. Well, um, please, everybody, let Mike know how well I did. <laughs> Tell him that you did not miss him at all. I would really appreciate that. Those are what we think about everything coming up. 
Um, most importantly, in your comments, please let us know whether or not you would like to have a camo kit this season as a one-off. <laughs> most important question of the night. Otherwise, uh, I guess we'll probably talk to you next week. Cheers. See ya. Bye. I forget how to end the podcast. Uh. <laughs> Awkward conversation. Found it. <laughs> <laughs>